Welcome back to Yes X or No Audio. Hello everybody. It is just after 6pm here on the eastern seaboard of Australia on Sunday the 19th of November 2023, aka the end of week 46. Welcome to another Week in Review. There's a bunch of tragedies and stupidity going on here on top of the murdering of all of these babies. So Israel is executing... Biblical revenge is what's going down, with no recourse to morality or international law or any of that. They don't give a damn. And the U.S. is trying to th- is thinking it's somehow walking some tightrope about saying to Israel, "Yeah, you do whatever you want," and ah, oh, we also want to uh, call for humanitarian pauses, which is not washing with anyone. And the EU is walking along the same false tightrope. You can't do this shit. The rest of the world is looking at this going, nah, clear cut. We can see what's going down. So what's happening in the US politically is very interesting because the politicians are making a calculation. They're saying, on the one hand, we've got two very powerful lobby groups and they are the Israel lobby, otherwise known as APAC, and the US arms manufacturers, otherwise known as the military industrial complex. So those are the powerful lobby groups on one side, and the other side are the voters. And they're saying, actually, we're more afraid of these two powerful lobby groups than we are of the voters. And what they believe, quite rightly so, is that when the election comes around, this won't loom too large. There'll be plenty of wedge issues thrown into it on whatever it is about, you know, where the bathrooms are placed or whether you can have an abortion or whatever the hell else happens. And the U.S. population will think, well, actually, these wedge issues are far more important than U.S. foreign policy. And they'll think, right, well, we should vote based upon those because they affect us directly. What they fail to understand is that there will never be any money to allocate towards whatever the issue is that they care about because it's all being sent to the military-industrial complex. So they are also wrong, and that's the other part of the tragedy. So the West is completely losing any form of moral authority forever. Well, for a very long time, as uh, Professor Morandi expressed it on Crosstalk. This is what's happening. On top of everything else, the US is financially very stretched and things are getting worse because the dollar's disappearing slowly but surely. It's still there, but it's slowly disappearing as a reserve currency. The rest of the world can run their own independent trade networks, and that's all just moving along very nicely. Thank you very much to the EU for their economic sanctions against Russia during the Ukraine shit show. And Russia has the best military tech, and what are you going to do? So this is the failing hegemon happening. It's very interesting. They're losing political legitimacy and moral legitimacy on top of a weakening economic situation and already not having the best military tech. I mean, what do you got left, guys? So, it's a great tragedy on all fronts. And that'll do with that analysis. Let's just jump straight into the headlines. From Adiwar, on the Gaza-Palestine-Israel issue, oldest stuff first, and we can see from that that Dave Camp took a bit of a break late in the week because Kyle Anzalone and Connor Freeman took over the headline duties. Anyway, they are. Report. U.S. concerned Israel is trying to provoke wider Lebanon war. Internal State Department memos says U.S. is supporting Israeli war crimes. Aid group urge Pentagon 
not to supply Israel with 155mm artillery rounds, Hamas says it discussed freeing 70 hostages in exchange for five-day truce. Gaza doctors plead for help saving premature babies at Al-Shifa Hospital. Over 400 US officials sign letter criticising Biden's Israel policy. Israeli Knesset members say Western countries should take in Gaza refugees. Ilhan Omar to introduce bill to block weapons transfer to Israel. No breakthrough expected at Xi Biden summit amid soaring tensions. Speaker Johnson calls idea of Gaza ceasefire, quote, outrageous, end quote, at pro-Israel rally. Report details arms the US has shipped to Israel to support Gaza onslaught. Poll, majority of Americans support a ceasefire in Gaza. Gaza hostage negotiations focused on how long Israel will allow a ceasefire. UN Security Council passes resolution calling for, quote, humanitarian pause, end quote, in Gaza. US tries to deflect blame for Israel's raid of Al-Shifa Hospital. Israel tells Palestinians to evacuate city in southern Gaza. Netanyahu, ally, says the Prime Minister's days in office are numbered. Israel will ignore UN Security Council resolution calling for pause in fighting in Gaza. Israel attacked Shifa Hospital to pressure Hamas into accepting hostage agreement. Human Rights Watch warns Gaza communications blackout can cover up atrocities. Displacement and killings surge in West Bank amid Gaza war. UN forced to halt aid deliveries into Gaza warns of, quote, immediate starvation, end quote. Netanyahu claims Israel, quote, not successful, end quote, in minimising civilian casualties in Gaza. Moving along. In Russia-Ukraine news, we have Europe opens F-16 training centre for Ukrainian pilots, Report claims jailed Ukrainian military officer coordinated Nord Stream bombing. US to sanction shippers of Russian oil over price cap violations. Like, what? Why is the US doing this? I thought that was an EU thing. <laughs> anyway. And the obvious answer is because it'll drive up oil prices and the US oil industry will make more money. And from the Wall Street Journal, rather than anti-war... On the Russia-Ukraine topic, we have this very important article, which I mentioned in the recent podcast. It's time to end magical thinking about Russia's defeat. (laughs) Well done. Moving right along, China. Biden has, quote, productive discussions, end quote, with Xi, then slams Chinese leader as, quote, dictator, end quote. Well done, Biden. And moving on to the Middle East, ignoring the Gaza and Palestine thing, we have... At least four more attacks on U.S. forces since latest U.S. airstrikes in Syria. And the day after, U.S. official says up to seven killed in latest U.S. airstrike in eastern Syria. On this, I would like to make the note that there are no headlines about Israel attacking anything in Syria at all. 
sent Lavrov into the fray and told them to fucking well stop. And they have, because they know what's good for them. The only effective diplomatic intervention that's happened so far in this shit show has been Lavrov. Everybody else has had words to say. Nobody has restrained Israel in any effective manner whatsoever, except Lavrov, who said, don't do this, and the Israelis got the damn message. As I said, this is what the SCO looks like as a security organisation. In other voices, we have 15 Things You Should Never Have to Say to a Country by Caitlin Johnston. Israel is shutting down its Human Laboratory in Gaza by Chris Hedges from Shearpost. This is a really good article. I recommend you read it. It's horrific. He goes into the Israeli weapons industry and how that relates to other policing and, and so forth in the West. It's scary as all hell and uh, very good reporting. And then we have from Patrick Lawrence, The Hinge of History, and from Jonathan Cook at Consortium News, The War Machine Wants You to Condemn Hamas. It's a very interesting analysis of the moral manipulation that's going on. Chaz Freeman on a kaleidoscopic tour. Christopher Lydon interviews the former ambassador on Radio Open Source. I like listening to Chaz Freeman. He's a former US ambassador. He has all of the knowledge that comes with that. He was their ambassador to Russia for quite some time. He is a retired diplomat. He does not need to kowtow to anyone, doesn't need to keep his job. He can use the First Amendment and he knows what he's talking about. Highly recommend listening to him. He is essentially representing a sane component of the establishment. And that's why he's interesting. One Religion's War Against All Others by Bernard from Moon of Alabama. Why the US Needs This War in Gaza by Pepe Escobar. Also at the Unders Review by Pepe Escobar, we have Xi outmaneuvers Biden in San Francisco. And this is echoed by the commentary from Macurus, which I included in the most recent podcast and is also included below. Interviewing Mr. Zelensky, How Reuters Protects Him, by John Varoli, republished at Natalia's Place Understanding Russia. Activating the Genocide Convention, by Craig Murray. And Craig Murray, of course, goes in and quotes the convention, and he asks himself why no one is invoking it, and he has to come to some rather difficult conclusions in doing so, and he provides them. The War According to Hamas by Chris Hedges at Shearpost, which is an excellent article because what he's doing is he's found out what Hamas have been saying through their spokespeople and publishing that as a counter to all of the narrative that's coming out of the US you know, more war machine, essentially. And then from the two Irish troublemakers in uh, I foresee trouble, we have episode 148, the EU can never lecture anyone again. I love these two. Uh, so check that out. It's really good. I don't know how they managed to keep their cool through most of this episode, but they did. And then from Gilbert Doctorow, we have an interesting sort of sideline story. Russia is transitioning to gas heating in the countryside. Europe is moving to log fireplaces in the city. 
from uh, Gilbert Doctorell's Armageddon newsletter. And then we have something very special. James Bamford, in case you don't know, published a book called The Puzzle Palace, which is on the NSA. And back in the day when that was published, the NSA was known as no such agency. So he's a very important US journalist, especially on the USA and signals intelligence. And he joins Scott Horton on The Scott Horton Show to discuss the Israeli attack on the USS Liberty back during the 1967 Six-Day War. And if you don't know about that, you should. I've made an offer in the text below this citation that if you would like some more resources on this, I will publish yet another article on this topic and put everything in there, all of the resources I've got, so you can just download them all and learn about this thing. If you're a US citizen and you don't know about this, you should. And if you're just generally interested in geopolitics, it doesn't matter where you're from, you should know, says I. Uh, in videos on under Other Voices, we have Bombshell. Max Blumenthal exposes Israel's and Biden's lies and deceit over Gaza bloodbath and October 7th. And that's Ratanzi interviewing Blumenthal on Going Underground. And it's a really good uh, interview, so I highly recommend it. I was quite happy to see that uh, good old Blumenthal also recognised the uh, Babies in Incubators echo from the 19, uh, nine, from 1990 itself. And I'll get to that again uh, in the third section. The next video down here is Crosstalk, Absence of Morality, in which Peter Lavelle interviews Matthew Errett, who is an advocate of the McKinderian analysis, which I subscribe to and, and promote. And joining him is Mohamed Morandi. And it's a, it's a great discussion. Again, it's about the sort of EU and the USA. It will take them decades to recover any sense of moral authority after this shit show. And then we have a lovely piece of guerrilla reporting from Aaron Mate, in which he attempts to ask Senator Coons about what the is going on with the US's support for the murder of children in Gaza. Uh, and then we have the discussion between Christopher and Makouris on the Duran, which the most recent podcast was based on, so I've just included that again. And then uh, another one that is a repeat, which was Tarek Ali slams US, UK and EU leaders on Israel's slaughter in Gaza. How can you remain silent? And then we have Burns in Kiev. Imagine US money stops. Adivka Alinsky crisis. Wall Street Journal. Magical thinking. And that's that piece by Christophori, which I also commented on on the most recent podcast. And lastly, we have interview 1843. Daniela Ganza exposes the ruthless empire, which is James Corbett interviewing Daniela Ganza, who I love. Is a US? Is a US? He's a Swiss historian, and his PhD thesis was the state behind armies, otherwise known as Operation Gladio. And that interview with um, Corbett, I highly recommend it. It was such a pleasure to me to hear him again and to be reminded of the few things I'd forgotten about all of the research that he's done. Uh, and in that, you will get Daliata Ganza, the historian, and he speaks. He knows what he can verify and show or what is speculation. He's very careful to draw his lines. And one thing that he will inform you is that, as I did recall, the U.S. knew well ahead of time that Japan was going to attack Pearl Harbor. And they let it happen. It's a lie hop. Let it happen on purpose case. So um, if you're interested in those sorts of things, go and check it out. So there were two articles this week, one of which was an interesting articles article uh, which, uh, in which some of 
you know, the references which I've also included below in the um, weekend review. But there was one independent article from the newsletter, and that was Israel-Palestine History Echoes at Us. And it is a commentary on the re-emergence of the incubators uh, and babies thing, which first turned up in 19, December 1990 or thereabouts, by the daughter of the, Q, the then Kuwaiti ambassador to the US, lying through her tears to the uh, human rights caucus of the Congress of the US. And this was a key part of the emotional manipulation, which essentially is a form of false flag attack, in my view, against the US population and the rest of the world for that matter. And so when I saw that again occurring in a headline at the ABC's news live update thing, I just went, oh shit, not that again. And so I dug up uh, some stuff on that so that you, if you weren't alive at the time, could learn about it. Uh, it was a very, very key moment. And what comes from it, of course, is the Gulf War, which is a stupid bloody name for a war because it you know, implies that no one fought in it. It was the war between US and, uh, and Iraq, kicking Iraq out of Kuwait uh, and then following them up the you know, highway of death and killing a lot of them and then not going on and deposing Saddam Hussein because he'd been very useful, actually, for eight, nine years of the, de- the war between 1980 and 1988 between Iran and Iraq. And the US had been supplying both sides of the conflict because welcome to the military-industrial complex. Uh, complex. However, they'd predominantly been supporting uh, Saddam Hussein and they provided him with chemical weapons to use in that war. And Mirandi, who I mentioned earlier, he was fighting on Iran's side in that war and suffered the chemical weapons attacks himself. So there's lots of interesting echoes through all this sorts of stuff. Anyway, so that was that's that echo. And the other one was supplied to me by uh, one of you, one of the subscribers, um, Mr. Whistlin. And it is uh, an article that was published in 1964 in the Egypt Gazette written by Malcolm X. And it's about the Zionists, for crying out loud. It's a brilliant article. And he rips shit out of their biblical references argument. It's just wonderful. And he also looks at the what he calls dollarism, which essentially is the financial component of the uh, white Christian imperialists. Uh, so it's a wonderful piece of analysis by Malcolm X. So th- these are the two echoes that I, that I brought for the article, and I think they're of interest, and I want to thank uh, Mr. Whistlin for his reference, uh, and I hope you enjoy the article. As footnotes to it are also interviews with Alastair Crook, uh, who I recommend you always listen to uh, he, when he's on Judging Freedom. And the other one, of course, was with Ray McGovern, who I also enjoy listening to now and then. Although eventually one can get a little um, tired of Ray McGovern because he tends to repeat himself a little bit. But he's speaking authoritatively as well. So as with Professor Ganser, it's OK to be reminded about things you already know. And the culture piece, the culture section to the article, History Echoes At Us, is Billy Bragg. And I think that's a great song. It's, it asks a question which 
we all need to be asking ourselves in this moment in history, although it's framed very much from a labour rights perspective rather than a human rights perspective, but the question remains, whose side are you on? Have a good one. See you next week. Welcome back to Yes, X or No Audio.